Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey everybody, it's Tim here. We've got two guests on the show today who have got a show coming out on Netflix you're about to hear about. But Netflix went up and changed the date on them. It's actually out on the 16th of April, which is why this episode's coming out a little bit later than we thought. But also, if you're not in Australia, you've got to wait another week for their show to hit on Netflix. So you can go on there and add it to like a watch queue or something like that. I don't know. Anyway, it's out on the 16th of April. Enjoy. idea of all time the horniest season on record so far i'm guy montgomery it's this so how my funny voice sounds. to be in a video chat with you and guests spoiler alert and see people's reaction to how we start well, i don't know how else to start an episode don't you say the fucking name of the thing i guess so you're an inherently funny guy we cannot remove comedy <laughs> from you it's in your dna okay well, I'm I'm humbled. Um, yeah, I am Guy, and that was Tim, and we've just watched a porn, Emmanuel <laughs> 2000, Intimate Encounters, year of release, well, the year 2000, <laughs> and it's not just us today. We are joined by two incredible guests from across the Tasman. Uh, they are a combination of lawyers and comedians and writers and actors and audio technicians. Please welcome Naomi Higgins and Hum Marbib. Thank you. Hello. We're here and we're horny. We're horny. Wow. That rules. Un- understandably so. Um, so first of all, such a huge thank you for coming on the, on the podcast. Now, obviously separated by, disease and water we had to watch all of us actually watch this uh film independent of one another which is an unusual experience usually tim and i watch it together <laughs> sort of uh blocking any opportunity for hanky panky or funny business <laughs> but we have four independent viewings here and four you know different opportunities for people to have had their wicked way with themselves <laughs> 
have you have, have any of you got a background with the Emmanuel franchise? Have you seen any of these movies before? Does the name Emmanuel mean anything to you? No, I've never heard of this at all. I didn't realize until afterwards that it's a whole big thing. Yeah, I I was glad to Google it and realize it has a storied history. I felt like I'd been part of some sort of you know cultural porn moment. And you are. In many ways, you have. Yeah, this this cinematic universe rivals that of even Marvel's. It spans <laughs> back to the the seventies in France and stretches out as far in front of us as we can see. <laughs> the reason why we're doing it this season, well, actually, that's got no correct answer or anything that makes sense no, that would serve as an answer to it. But <laughs> our reason why we're doing these films is because in New Zealand, on a Friday and Saturday night after midnight, if you had Sky Television, our version of like cable, Foxtel. Uh, Foxtel, you could, if you knew the parental lock code for your parents' digital Skybox, you could watch <gasps> these movies. So oh they my have, God. for people of a certain age growing up in New Zealand, they have a very specific adolescent, um, they, they were a real moment. It was our first experience yeah. of pornography. Yeah, it's your first brush with intimacy. This and was, you, <laughs> you know, often you'd, you might be at a friend's house on a Friday and you're having a sleepover and you're, you're not just looking forward to midnight snacks for food, ladies. You're also looking forward to some midnight breasts if you play your cards right. It was in the days That's of dialogue. That's crazy. So this is as good as it got. Yeah. real my first boner moment for you guys. Big time. Wow. Well, actually, hum, boners come on the scene much, much earlier than your mid-teens. <laughs> but, you know, you, with no rhyme or reason, those boners are sort of just, yeah. Oh, that's I, 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 Well, it's just how the body works. I'm sure they were great for you. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to invalidate. <laughs> no, no, no. no they're, they're, not, they're, they're neither great nor terrible. They're just the fact of life. <laughs> hey, hum, we've never met before. I've heard a lot about you. Um what oh, was no. you, I want to know first what your experience of this film was like. Tell me all about it. I, I think I, well, I was messaging Naomi while I was watching, and also I was uh, taking little notes in a, in the notes app, and I think I wrote what <laughs> <laughs> about seventeen times. Wow, that is some amazing commentary. You should review <laughs> porn. The, the line of just so, question we mark, having, exclamation mark. Were you having trouble with the audio file? Why were you so confused? I thought they laid it all out pretty clearly. <laughs> it made perfect sense, first of all, because I have a science degree and I can tell that the science in this film <laughs> is top notch. Naomi's the STEM brain of our duo, so for my arts brain, I was just like, hold on. I see. The tubes are somehow <laughs> the wet tubes, hum. They move Why were your the brain. tubes wet? I don't know. Considering nothing else was, they didn't. You didn't need to connect into the the wetness of you know the the blood in the body. I thought maybe that's a reason for a wetness. You know, this wet. is pretty good because we've got the duality of <laughs> Emmanuel represented with our two guests. Hum is able to, through her arts career, astutely um, uh, sort of diagnose the relationships and the intimacy and the interpersonal <laughs> connections made between <laughs> people in this film. And Naomi is there to analyze the anatomy. And the raw sexual prowess from a biological standpoint of what Absolutely. was going on. So with your powers combined, you're essentially the most powerful porn podcast duo there could be. <laughs> Which is yeah, really bad news for you two. <laughs> We're taking the day I'll off, you, ladies. I, yeah, I, I, I would gladly hand over the mantle and the entire podcast <laughs> that I could. Is this 
I'm it's, not sure. How many episodes are you into this? 26. Season? I believe. Oh, you're is that 26 through? porn? No, this is 20. Oh, this will, I think, be 27 because we're doing a, a slight switcheroo for these two. Well, <laughs> um, so you're halfway through the year, but this yeah. is. This mu- I'm sure you've talked about this already, but um, this must be great for you to not be watching exactly the same thing every single week. Yeah, we so don't talk think. about it a lot, actually, but it's really? fine. <laughs> I, like, what you do know, you mean? I, I, I want to hold off on my opinion of this film for a while because I want to know what you guys think first. But I will say that the decision to pivot to softcore pornography has not borne the fruit that we might have imagined at the start of the journey. <laughs> Which was boners. <laughs> yeah. That's um, something I noticed actually that there was I, I don't think I saw a single inner labia. Hum, you did no, no. I saw one. And what? what? <laughs> oh, yeah. Naomi eagle was eyes. having some fun watching the eagle eyes of our science analyst. Naomi I Higgins. saw one, and I am so intrigued. I was trying to figure out what was going on. Okay, so there's a shot near the end. Hum wouldn't know because she didn't make it that far because she left it a bit late. To be fair. I think it was fair of Hum to not assume that this would be an hour and a half long. Um, <laughs> the end of the hour and the, I'm so sorry. I haven't seen the last half hour of this. <laughs> but that's yeah. where they tie up all the loose ends. One <laughs> clock stops at 59 minutes and I was like, an hour. That's Wait, what? Old school porn. Yeah, because it says preview. You have to download it to get to the end of the film, which I realised, but Hum didn't. Um, but, you know, honestly, most of the good stuff is in the first hour, I, I have if, to Also, say. if you guys don't mind, just in case the FBI's listening, we're telling everyone that we obtained these very legally and paid for them. So if we could X that on the Dropbox, eh? That'd be okay. superb. So the, the, the legal, legal app, file. the legal streaming service. Yes, had an erotic e-bug. streaming service. Um. Anyway... <laughs> <laughs> a legal erotic streaming service called uh, titplay.com. Do you know how fucking... I'm sorry to... Do you know how hard this file was to find? I had to reach out online because I couldn't find a torrent or anything for it. And then someone was like, my uncle has the DVD. And then they ripped it in this really old school fashion. I then had to reassemble the files in a, in a video editing software and then re-export it as one thing so we could wow. watch it. That's why the sound wasn't wow. synced properly. Exactly. Good job, Tim. I find what you guys do as com- comedians. Um, <laughs> there were quote marks there. You can't see that. You could probably hear it, though. I think you could hear them. <laughs> because I find a lot of my comedian friends doing this. You got, like, that's, like, that's funny, Tim, that you did that for your comedy podcast. But also, you're a guy who got someone's creepy uncle to rip a DVD. And then you spent time reassembling this porn on a... You did all those things. I did. I did those things, Sam. Also, those were the things um, I did. Please don't refer to this as a comedy podcast. This is a porn podcast. <laughs> Get your facts right before you come at us. <laughs> if this is a sincere porn podcast, that makes <laughs> Tim's actions the actions of an aficionado, a connoisseur, which is possibly <laughs> yeah. better than a man just doing those things. <gasps> not uh, neither. Not everything that we want to watch is available on titplay.com, as you say. <laughs> Although I've got to, I've got to tell you, it's a very astute observation because. This informs something about, like, you know, these 13, 14-year-old New Zealanders watching these in, in crowded rumpus rooms and lounges after midnight trying not to wake up the parents. It is so heavily tit for, Like, this this drove an idea into a teenage boy's brain that all of the pleasure that a woman can derive is accessed 
via the breasts. It is like so tit heavy this porn, and I get it because that's the part of the body you can show. But it is—it's just like it embeds such a ludicrous idea about sex in your brain. Guys, can you hear my dog barking? Fucking heaps right now. Hopefully. <laughs> okay. So I'm just gonna check on him. I don't know what his fucking problem is. Okay, while Naomi's gone, I'm just going to talk about her dog's dick for a second. Um, <laughs> Naomi's dog, I think, is spayed, but still gets boners. Huh. Oh, little meaningless boners. Yeah. Li- yeah. Oh, that sounds like a poetry collection. <laughs> 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 uh, um, but yeah, so he's got his like little shiny lipstick dog dick out yeah. all the time. And he's a small dog and the dick's really big. Huh. And one time, Naomi. <laughs> hey, no, I'm just talking about Tazo's dick. No, I gotta stop because everyone always like, all you talk about is your dog's dick, and it keeps coming up. <laughs> we really haven't big. heard about it yet. It's really big. So one time his his dick was out, and then it got stuck going back. Ah, uh. I know. Naomi, how'd you deal with it? I just had to. Why are you doing this? Because it sounds like a fun story. <laughs> I was brave enough. I had to pull the outer skin back so that it could, because it was sort of folded in on itself, and yeah. I had to pull it back so that it could. Slide shut. And I did that for my son. Oh, dude. Anyway, it's a beautiful maternal moment. Can we get back to the porn, please? No, there really is a beautiful maternal moment. You know, like some <laughs> as a as a dog owner of a male dog, I can appreciate that that is a real kindness you've given your animal. <laughs> it's really sweet. Thank you, because most people are just like, oh, you jacked off your dog, and it hurts my feelings. Well, of course, no you also did jack off your dog, <laughs> and let let us not gloss over that. But. <laughs> what Tim is saying is that it's very kind of you to jack off your dog. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for that. Um, So we, we all watch this independent of one another. Some vital context, I think, for Naomi and Hum, and also for our listeners. Tim observed this to me sort of 10 or 15 minutes into his watch. This is part of the Emmanuel 2000 series. Is like a seven made-for-TV sort of canon part of the, the broader Emmanuel franchise. And we've already watched four or five of these Emmanuel 2000 films. And in these films, Emmanuel has already been armed with this sort of heart necklace and this plastic heart-shaped tiara, which gives her these sort of incredible technological <laughs> and mystical powers to access other people's thoughts and sexuality. I can't tell you how much I enjoyed this movie for laying out as clearly as they possibly could the rules and world of the universe. <laughs> Folks, we have been dealing with the results of the of the world building without the world building having happened yet. So we oh, have so just this been was like a prequel. This was fucking amazing. This was my favorite movie. This was this was honestly the best movie I've seen all year because for the last few episodes we've been like grabbing around trying to figure out exactly what the rules are with this shitty jewelry, how it enables and and who the fuck is Philip and Maggie? Like what are these two people doing yeah. by the pool the whole time yeah, taking they, video uh, conferences and while Emmanuel, Emmanuel was out fucking people, we were like, why are these two people at their beautiful beach house constantly checking in on her progress? Wait, did you watch them in order? Is this a prequel? or is This is the first one that kicks off oh. the whole thing, and we didn't know, so we so watched them out know. of order. <laughs> it would be like reading chapter four of a book, then chapter three of a book, then chapter five of a book, then chapter one of a book, and calling chapter one a prequel instead of <laughs> chapter one. <laughs> So Naomi, did like did you get the story? Because I feel like we've kind of been ingratiated with 
they just had so much exposition in this, but it made sense mm. to me because I've seen so many of these other films. Yeah, no, it made sense. Then made, explain to sense. me what happened. Explain to you? Yeah. Okay, so there is a couple. The woman is in a wheelchair due to a car accident. She is a doctor. She has access or has invented this technology that allows you to enter someone's brain to either observe, manipulate, or control. Uh, She likes to um, send her husband off to fuck women, and then she enters the mind of the woman as an observer, or if she can't control herself, then she controls the body and she jumps in there. Um, And then uh, what happens is um, she can't get back to her own body. I'm trying to remember why. Anyway... Can I take over because I remember that bit quite well. The first woman that she jumps into, she doesn't know that she can do um, control. She thinks she can just do observe, I'm pretty sure. So she jumps in to have sex with her husband, which is really weird because the body that she's meant to be controlling is feeling sexual pleasure, but the body in the chair that she's meant to be in is also like rubbing its tits and shit. So it's like, (laughs) Okay, so if your body that you're that's in the chair can feel sexual pleasure, why don't you just have sex with your husband? I so I you need to be doing a Spanish flamenco dance while <laughs> the fucking dancing was so so odd. Like from her, it's all signals that go towards your brain. The signals are in her brain. The signals are coming from the other woman's clit. Yeah, but her clit still works because she's touching her clit in the chair. She is touching her clit in the chair. Because you're you're totally right, Hunt, because I fully thought this was actually quite ingenious and in that she had lost all like pelvic control and feeling below whatever, belly button or something, which would be a very neat explanation for A, why she's in a wheelchair, and B, why she has to have a scientific device to send her <laughs> husband to have sex with other women. But then <laughs> when it's happening, she's masturbating and, and touching her breasts, which means I guess the guy is just so against the idea of having sex with his <laughs> wife now that she's in a wheelchair, they have to wholesale invent a new technology. <laughs> well, you know what they say: something or other breeds innovation. Um, you know, your your wife being in a wheelchair, I guess. Drunk driving breeds innovation. Yeah. Anyway, so then they both come, and then when they come to, they've swapped bodies. So yeah, the brunette they... doctor. See, she's brunette because she's smart. And the, and. For those of you playing along at home, the the woman that they uh, brought into this sort of fucked up tryst is Emmanuel. <laughs> and do you think she's into it? Because I'll tell you something, she is fucking into it without blinking, without <laughs> I mean, asking thank a God. question. <laughs> yeah, she's like, yeah, "What's she this?" She wakes up in someone else's body, and she's like, "I should be able to work this." And she's like, <laughs> <Yeah>. "Control." <laughs> it was like, like, how the fuck would you know that? It was the start of a horror movie premise. It was so terrifying because she's trapped in this other person's mind and she can kind of like see through her eyes, but she has no knowledge that she has the ability to manipulate anything. She's just this trapped loose. And maybe she can't die. You know what I mean? Maybe you live forever entombed in someone else's mind. (laughs) When that bit of the movie started playing out, I was like, this is legitimately a fucking terrifying (laughs) concept to have in a film. Well, it would be terrifying if Emmanuel wasn't so horny, but she's got other things on her mind. (laughs) My God. Immediately she uses these new powers to make two burglars in the doctor's house. Fuck. I just, I'd quickly like to talk about the burglars because... (laughs) 
Uh, the male burglar is one of my favourite characters in the entire Manuel franchise <laughs> so far. As soon as he was on screen, I was like, I, "It's representation matters," and it was nice to see myself <laughs> in the year two thousand represented on camera. He Hembo. had dirty dogs on, a, a silver Hembo. necklace, and he could not act. He could barely speak in full sentences. <laughs> And his first line was, his, his much more intelligent uh, and beautiful cohort was saying, we're going to break into that woman's house, the woman in the wheelchair. When her husband leaves, we're going to break and we're going to steal her shit. It's going to be as easy as stealing candy from a baby. And my hero said, I'm not doing this job for candy. And I was like, <laughs> yes. And then he just continued to deliver time and time again. <laughs> yeah, they yeah, were a they, really great comedic duo. The, there was so much comedy in this movie. Yeah. Like, yeah. The, so when Emmanuel and the husband first meet, they do, as has been advertised, this insane coordinated dance that like everyone in the bar just stops to watch and turns, like instead of laughing at one another for how funny they are, they're both like, holy shit. What, what <laughs> kind then, of, like, that was like a new genre of dance <laughs> that Emmanuel did. It was wild. It's like the only thing that she likes, like second to fucking, her favourite thing to do is dance, clearly. And it was like kind of like a, it was like robot-ish. Mm. It was like robot. Robot flamenco. Yeah. Robot flamenco <laughs> mixed with that um, Maddie Ziegler and all her Sia film clips. I just like that they had a dance scene as like an appetizer for a sex scene in the opening stanza of the film, and then immediately afterwards they introduced another dance scene as a precursor to a sex scene. Like <laughs> ten minutes later, like they couldn't help themselves. And a different they're genre hired... as well. The female yeah. burglar doing kind of like a jazz contemporary dance. <laughs> and and I listen. I'm no uh, uh, dance expert, but I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> Both Emmanuel and then Emmanuel in this other woman's body. A lot of just like flop it, like flopping her torso over. So she was just sort of hanging her head between yeah. her legs. That was kind of it a was, signature. Wait, movie. are you talking about in the da- what bit are you talking about? When she enters the mind of the burglar and then makes her do all that, she makes her do a dance. Oh yes, 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 yeah. The, the jazz dance. The jazz. The jazz dance is great. I actually thought that was pretty good because the male burglar who was under no kind of spell, witchcraft, technology or anything just rolls with it and they he has two torches and just spotlights her like a I, stage I light. really, I admired the idiocy they imbued that character with. Like you're in the middle of a robbery. Something is clearly going on with the person you're robbing with, but this fucking guy who all he thinks about is how he's not in the job for candy, but he really wants ice cream and dessert. As soon as his... Robbing partner starts trying to fuck him. He's like, okay, okay, well, we're obviously going to have to fuck in the house we're robbing. The bit well, where... then we know the woman is asleep in right now, but sure, yeah. let's, let's rock out. The bit when he said all this talk of dessert, can we go get ice cream after? It was one of those moments for, for me where I was like, man, I hope I don't see this guy have sex now because it's like seeing a child have sex with a woman, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's actually, I saw I saw a tweet about this that um, sleeping with a himbo um, is actually really problematic because they're not um, able to they're, they're not on the same level mentally as you and it's abuse. One hundred percent. You're dealing with the mind of a child, and sex can be a, a powerful and complicated thing. Except and he, when was, these he guys truly succumbed as well. They were in yeah. the middle, by the way, of stealing a Ming vase, which this woman had sitting on a shelf in her house. I also thought that was very funny. I was like, why is the concept of a Ming vase 
so widespread that you can put it in a porno and it makes sense. This is a very specific <laughs> dynastic art movement. I just thought it was, I was like, I'm kind of out of the porn, you know? I don't know what I a know. Big Buzz is, but again, I am the STEM yeah. person um, of the... Uh, yeah, I also don't know what a Ming Buzz is, but I guess that's just the science heads over here. We were still getting <laughs> our head around the, the wet tubes. <laughs> But basically, Emmanuel, who has embraced life in a wheelchair and the fact that she now embodies a different person's, you know, physical being. Because now also, she's Maggie. Now she's Dr. Maggie yeah. Hanson. Mm-hmm. It's and, body swap. And she's like, she's immediately conquered this mind control device to make these two, ro- like to totally disarm these two robbers into just having sex oh, until yeah. the original couple show up. Okay, I, I don't know if we've made this clear, but th- there is like inception levels of body control going on, right? <laughs> so even I got a little bit lost in the middle of this. So Emmanuel has jumped into Maggie's body. but Yeah, then, they swapped. But then within that, Maggie has, has jumped into the... Emmanuel. Emmanuel has jumped into the female robber? Yes. Through Maggie? Yes. No, not, she hasn't jumped in. She's doing manipulate. Oh. Or do you think she was doing control? I think she... Well... Either way, the story has got you covered because both of those are literally printed as an option for the power. <laughs> I've actually written down when they decided to des- describe what is happening. Astral projection mind control. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. It's all laid out. It's better than Looper. I, I was going to say it's honestly better than The Matrix. It makes more sense. <laughs> it was it was coming out around the same time as The Matrix. <laughs> Before I think they probably borrowed some ideas. I think they did. But as I mean, I guess the thinking is because it is a little bit confusing if you try to wrap your head around the entirety of, you know, the ability for these people to get into other people's heads, and even in the movie, the characters are confused by what's happening. Like, but <laughs> you're meant to be distracted by the fucking. When the people are having sex, you're you're not meant to be like, hold on, who's in charge of who right now? You're meant to be like, oh, okay. Well, because when when the when 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 Dr. Maggie and her husband, Dr. Maggie in Emmanuel's body, they come home and then they're like, you guys get out. And they're like, yeah, anything but no more fucking, please. We'll leave. We just don't want to fuck anymore. <laughs> yeah, the robots. But again, the guy wasn't being controlled. <laughs> no. <laughs> he could just stop at any point. Unless- this, is, this is absolutely the point you were making about himbos and why we've got to tread lightly with our treatment of deeply stupid men. Exactly. Because they they get trapped into situations that they're not fully aware of how to deal with. The power dynamics off. Exactly. <laughs> Women are much smarter. That's, That's true. right. It's yeah, but boy, boys are stronger. But I do find that girls <laughs> tend to live longer. The so that sort of like the opening stanza is you get to the end of this, the robbers are carted off, Emmanuel and the couple are in the house, and everyone's sort of like looking around, like, wow, look at us, huh? Mm. On the on the we're on the a fucking fresh wave of science, mm-hmm. and then Emmanuel's like, "I love this. I love this technology. <laughs> you got spares? Because I'm going to Las Vegas, and I would love to just fuck everything up over in Las Vegas." <laughs> that what that I was really confused by that because she said, "I'll be your international data collector." Yeah. And then she went to Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> but then explained it by saying, "This is yeah. words to the effect of this is like being everywhere on Earth, Paris." This New is York. Yeah. New York, yeah. <laughs> the world in a nutshell. I actually stayed. I stayed at the New York, New York Hotel for a night in Las Vegas, Nevada. Ooh. Did you do it a lot of fucking? So, did did so someone dire. take over your body? <laughs> Not that I noticed. No, I took magic mushrooms and broke even. It was <laughs> one of 
the most okay nights of yeah, my that life. that sounds not bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, did you really feel like you were in New York or did you feel like you were in the desert in Nevada? <laughs> no, it was sort of, it was a novelty fact that my friend and I had driven to Las Vegas from New York and it was the end of a, a trip and we'd been living together in New York and we thought, this is, a, this is twee, this is a nice way for us to end our, our journey and we stayed in New York, New York. That's very sweet. Yeah. Hold on, so you went to New York with someone who wasn't Tim? This is knowledge uh, just coming to hand for me as well, Hum. So thanks for <laughs> I was sort of speechless but wanted to bring it up but kind of wanted to have an ear of being cool about it as well. But uh, can I just take this opportunity to say, what the fuck, man? I've never this been what, to Las Vegas. This is what an open relationship in podcasting looks like. I can, I, I can travel with anyone. I can I hold mics know. with whoever I fucking like. Guy, did you have that conversation with... Tim about Taco it Bell with open? another woman. Yeah, no, I, I, you went to Taco Bell with another woman like four days ago, and I'm still thinking about it. She's white. I told you, I have no reason to be threatened by her. Okay. <laughs> Whenever I make a new friend, Hum goes, "Is she brown?" Okay, right. Because I was going to ask for an explanation on that. Was it just out of nowhere? Yeah, or this is I like- actually was hoping you wouldn't provide context. White women are dime a dozen, baby. Um, <laughs> I it's nice to be to be among people who are as codependent as us. Um, I now I I gotta say something. Did this film remind anyone of being John Malkovich? Yeah. <laughs> yes. I've sadly yeah. not seen being John Malkovich. It is. It has essentially the same plot. It is. I hadn't connected those dots, but you're right. Because it's talking about, like, mind control and stuff, and when they get into the mind control, again, all they want to do is fuck. I can't remember anything about being John Malkovich other than John Malkovich's face. It's basically just it's just this, but replace Emmanuel with being John, with, with John Malkovich. It's body, I tell you, well, I've just... swap comedy. <laughs> I've just looked up being John Malkovich, and it came out in 1999. So you yeah. know the writer's room for Emmanuel 2000, Intimate Encounters would have been like, ah, fuck, someone's already done it. <laughs> ah, well, we just make it anyway. <laughs> Oh, Different I'm audiences. gonna rewatch being John Malkovich. Yeah, it's well, you've basically seen it now. Um, <laughs> I, got, I think it was hour, inspired by that, surely. Um, now, I do wait. So, okay, they can body swap, but then something else happens in Vegas in a bar. With a piano. The piano thing is and the funniest thing the I've pia- ever seen. There is a the grand pi- piano, piano in the shittest <laughs> diner that I've ever seen. The entire <laughs> piano scene is like one of the greatest is one of the greatest bits of cinema. Now this I couldn't explain. I didn't know if this was what do they say, diegetic? I didn't know if this was actually happening or if this was like they were just like eye fucking each other. Because energetic. what is this? You've been listening to Alexi Toliopoulos? That's crazy. Thank you very much. No, it was. It came up when people were asking me a lot of questions about Glee one day. Um, that's how I learned the word. But they okay. So she walks up to this guy, and then she's making eye contact with him, and then all of a sudden she is lying naked on the piano, and he is playing her, and not and then not in a sexy way. It almost like he's playing it like he would play keys. So it kind of looks like he's like lightly tickling well, her. It reminded me of a butcher handling a big cut of meat. <laughs> I thought it would have been a good scene if it looked like the pianist had either played a piano or touched a naked person before. It looked like someone was being explained the five senses and they were up to the part of the course which was touch. It was so shit. 
just gently tickling her side as she lay nude and prone across the top of a grand piano and everyone in the bar watched on. And it was not made explicitly clear whether or not they could see what we were seeing or they just saw a man playing the piano. And that was some sort of like shared sexual experience that they were having it's while they made thing. eye contact. Because like the sensible thing is that that's a fantasy, a sexual fantasy and visual metaphor, but they, they both shared it. Specifically mm. and explicitly, right? Like they were both Emmanuel and they Joshua, the piano man, were on board with this exact vision. Yeah, and then was... afterwards they were like, "Wow, that was amazing." Yeah, <laughs> it's like what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what was it? So is that the bit where she wears both? Do- no, that's way later, eh? Oh no, that's in that's in Hollywood. Don't worry, that's no, coming later. That- she no no no, because that- it's it's confusing because she takes him up to the room and fucks him. That's right. Um, does the mind control thing. She's like, I'm going to teach you how to please a woman. Yes, she body swaps with him, kind of. No, she doesn't body swap. Yeah, I should stop saying body swap. She's manipulating because he's wearing the necklace and she's wearing the tiara and he's like, what's this? And she's like, humor me. Um, And then she, like, manipulates his mind into giving good head. Would it? Yeah. That would make more sense, except mainly what he's doing is just licking her nipples because, as we ascertained, in the Emmanuel universe, sex is titties Oh, my God, it's so funny watching him, like, go down like he's going to give her a head. And it reminded me of, like, two guys, like, pretending they're passing for a joke. Do you know what I mean? Like, sort of, like near each other and, like, sort of tilting their heads and going, bah. it was like he was doing that to her vagina, just like, well, I'm down here. <laughs> but he couldn't keep his head there. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say about Emmanuel's body. I think it's really interesting. The body in in porn from or soft porn or whatever from two thousand. Like Holly Sampson's body's quite normal. She's very mm. thin. She's a very slight woman. Okay, some people are naturally thin and they can't do anything about it. Hey, I'm one of them, man. Look at these elbows. They're fucking crazy. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. Yeah. <laughs> Bony ass elbow. <laughs> Naomi, this is not a chance for you to stunt that you're naturally thin. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying it's hard for us too, okay? I'm trying to talk about how I feel like... um. The porn body today is quite, like, painful to look at. Yeah. Like, do you guys ever, like, look at women and you're like, does that? Yeah. It's like a... You're like, oh, what, exists? It's like a weird science, like, there's been a focus group of 14-year-old boys who have designed a female (laughs) body for porn these days, and it's all very hardcore and and crazy. Um, But I know what you mean. Holly Sampson uh, is the titular Emmanuel. She's, like, she's a pretty flat-chested woman. Um, Yeah, she's just like a normal, slim, relaxed body. I found it quite relaxing to watch because now you watch porn, you're like, oh, is he going to like break a tit or like ruin her Brazilian butt lift (laughs) when he's ramming her? It's just like the whole time I'm quite tense. (laughs) Like I felt this was quite quite soothing. Just be like, oh, that's a woman who you can ram her and you won't ruin her. I also had a lovely casual wank. (laughs) (laughs) Did you really? No, I know. No, no, no. I know what you're saying though. (laughs) It is like also the guys like in some of the movies the guys are tremendously jacked, but in this one it felt like all of the dudes were just like just guys. that guy kind of looked like a pianist who went to the gym every other day. Yeah. And you're like, oh yeah, okay, I'll watch it's him real. do his vision of sex. No yeah. worries. I mean, the good news for both of you is that we have done away with those types of people being depicted in porn. Uh, those normal everyday <laughs> relatable bodies. We fucking. Got yeah, rid of them. We next. Not yeah, over here on tipplay.com. <laughs> <laughs> 
she's very pretty, which I would say for most people in porn, I do not find particularly attractive at all. But I actually thought she was Holly Sampson. Is that her name? Mm-hmm. Very beautiful if, woman. She's a good, she's like, for the role, she's a good actor. She's yeah. a good fit. I think you feel, so too. The eye like, the piano was great. Yeah. There's a lot of crazy shit she's got to do. And you're like, I, I'm going to follow you here. I believe that this is happening. Yeah. It's fucking cool. <laughs> like, you know that, what? It is fucking cool. <laughs> yeah. We've got this honestly... control technology. Um, a woman in a wheelchair who's like reverse cucking with her husband. We've got international travel that is contained within national borders. We've got kind of threesomes, but like metaphysical threesomes. There's just so many concepts being thrown into and here. Also, like, Flamenco and dancing where your all... hands have to be above your head at all times. <laughs> Robbers stealing Ming had... vases. A grand yeah. piano in a shit diner. It had a great sense of escalation as well because, like, she's mastering the technology and also the the number of people she's bringing into her sexual experience is growing the whole time. Like, logically, this was such a sound film, which I think is what made it so enjoyable because it was like, I can follow the rhythm of this all the way to the end and the end gets fucking crazy. We'll get to that. Your brain has turned to mush because I completely agree with what you're saying, but hearing it out loud, you describing the movie in such emphatically positive terms, it's like, this guy's lost his fucking mind. I wrote down like in a desperate all cap scrawl, better than Grown Ups 2, better than Sex in the City 2, better than We Are Your Friends, better than Sex in the City, almost worth closer inspection. Oh boy. Oh no, not not 52 inspections, surely. <laughs> but it is, I enjoyed it as well. Um, I was watching some of it in the backseat of my friend's car as we were like, coming home from... A day of shopping, um, which was embarrassing when it connected to the car's Bluetooth. But um, <laughs> and we did get that on video. But uh, I, it, it, from there, because the world does open up. I think the way that the story develops is quite well paced because she fucks, she gets the piano guy after the piano. Joshua, please call tickle. him by his name. <laughs> Joshua, sorry, goes up, fucks him. As <laughs> uh, you know, helps him fuck her. But then she, the crown thing falls off her head. And so she's unconscious. She's in his head, but he doesn't know. And then he go, goes back down and she's like, I can't communicate with this guy. But she realizes she can communicate with other people. Which is such and a instead weird of saying, mechanic to introduce <laughs> to this whole thing. Like we needed one more ball in the air. <laughs> and instead of saying, oh, hey, I'm trapped inside this guy's head. Can you tell him to go upstairs and put this crown back on my head she goes i'm gonna make all the women in this room come (laughs) but before she does before she does that which is also by the way a huge act of uh feminism and this this is probably one of the foremost (laughs) feminist texts alongside home alone 3 uh i'd like to say that mr bernstein who is the pianist's boss who becomes furious the pianist is late and he's like what you do on your own time that's your business but what you do on my time that's coming out of your pay and then Emmanuel, and then he's like, I saw you running off with that vamp or that whore or something. And Emmanuel's like, oh, really? Tart. And then punks him in such a funny way. Like, that guy was a really good actor. It was like he mm. walked off a genuine comedy movie set and onto this film. Because his performance <laughs> of, like, sort of telling people how it is and being a, a, a bot, like a pretty traditional boss guy <laughs> while disrobing. And, like, just the basic comedy beat of him doing that while being like, if anything inappropriate happens around here, I want you to tell me. See? <laughs> And he's like dropping his decks. That was that really funny. funny. <laughs> that was a comedy high point of a movie that had, conservatively, three or four really solid comedy beats in it. 
Oh yeah, it was a high water mark because she. So she like psychically because she can do this thing where, it, as Naomi said, you can like control people outside of the brain that you're inhibiting currently. Mm-hmm. So she took over his brain. And he, after immediately after giving a speech about the appropriateness that needs to be maintained in the workplace, proceeds to then go around looking after customers and approaches a couple at a table and is like, hey, do you guys want anything? Can I get you any sausage while he's taking his pants off? And he just plays it so perfectly. Fuck, yeah. it was good. It was so satisfying to see some like good jokes actually yeah. come off in this. God, it was good. And then the woman yeah. who came over to the piano... Who Emmanuel could Emmanuel could talk to the redhead? She was so hot. She was so hot. She was, she was crazy hot. <laughs> <laughs> right? It was nuts. Yeah, that was insane. This is a fucking. Who's that other redhead who's hot? Like a uh, Olivia Wilde, Amy Adams. I was just like, this is like yeah, an yeah. Oscar level hot actress. I, I, I felt like she I was. I felt attention. like she was from the TV show Popular or something. I was like, what's this? Actor who is an actor doing here. <laughs> right? I, yeah. She was too, like, classically beautiful. Well, you guys know that Dr. Maggie Hansen, the wheelchair-bound inventor of this technology, she is in, like, Star Trek, the <gasps> TV series. Really? Yeah, she's, like, she has a career. Wow. Is that after or You're before the me. porn? Uh, after, I think. Wow, love that. Oh. Did they yeah. fix her eyebrows? She... I hate her eyebrows in this. It was 2000, huh? They were of the time. The eyebrows sell it. <laughs> the eyebrows were great. <laughs> um, yeah, so sorry. Basically, because this bit's kind of fucked up. So Piano Man and Emmanuel fuck. But then we get this other Piano Man's colleague introduced, and this is a bad guy. This is not a guy this you want the, around. This was when the movie was I was like, oh, guys, we've had so much fun. Please don't yeah. throw it all away. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Exactly. So he was like, oh, you've had sex with a beautiful woman. What room is she in? Um, which you're like, well, this is t- terrible. But then Emmanuel <laughs> manipulates the situation into a way where she's like, well, this is cool because this guy's a fucking idiot who's DTF <laughs> and I can make him put my headband back on so I can re-enter my body. So it's, it's pretty mm-hmm. deftly dealt with eventually, but very scary <laughs> in the moment. <laughs> and I actually thought that because you're right at the beginning, you're like, why is this happening? There's this whole other ball. Do we need this? This guy's all these people are taking their clothes off at the bar, but then when he does come back and she makes him put the headband back on, you do, it is it's a good like relief point. Yeah, and it justifies and, this wild mechanic that didn't need to be there. <laughs> and then two different uh, two different couples have sex simultaneously, and we leave Las Vegas. Crimp she hair. fucks the she fucks the guy who showed up in her room, and the pianist fucks the bartender who's absolutely itching for his dick. Her hair, very too. I had that same hair, the crimped hair. You had that hair? At my grade four school picture, I had that hair, the crimp. If you can provide me with a photo of that, it will be the image of this episode of the podcast. Okay, all right. I'll I'll ask my mum. It looked like so much work, that hair. It was like every strand was individually crimped. (laughs) Oh. Okay, so this was probably my very favourite moment of the movie because she was so keen to have sex with Joshua and he was exhausted from having sex with Emmanuel. (laughs) So he suggested they play strip pool instead. So then they do and they get fully naked and it gets to the point where she takes her panties off and we cut the scene on her taking her panties off and him saying, (laughs) hoo-ha! It was so awesome. (laughs) Josh is a hero. 
When she takes off her bra, he goes, that's a great bra, mind if I wear it later or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's saying all kinds of great and things. And it was improv. You you could hear that those lines that were happening right there, That was a, they just rolled for a while and they were riffing. So <laughs> she was just putting the bra on and off, waiting for the funniest riff from this guy. And that was the yeah. best. It was an exhausting scene to shoot. But in addition to being convinced that all uh, pleasure that women derived was through their breasts, I used to also always end sexual occasions by saying, hoo-ha! And I, got, I cannot tell you how misleading these films are. Like These are not a roadmap to a healthy sex life for a teenage boy. Got it. So you're saying that when Zoe and I finally have sex, this should not be the approach? <laughs> it's your call, man. I would love to find out. Why don't why don't why don't we make a pact here here and now on the podcast? The next time that any of us have sex, we say hoo-ha. You got a biff of hoo-ha in there. No, because I'm more I shan't, can't say that. I'm already in trouble for repeatedly doing a bit in bed, so I can't do that. <laughs> well, it doesn't sound like he he doesn't like jokes. It sounds like he's maybe just sick of that bit. Yeah, so, yeah. You know. Yeah, I, I'm a bit hack sometimes. That's my. <laughs> you got to try some other lines when it happens. Hoo-ha. But hoo-ha. This. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. This movie follows the same structure that the, what are, you know, this prequel follows the same structure that, funnily enough, the movies that were made before it used, which is like, it is essentially three films or three stories condensed into one feature and how this is probably where you uh will be learning about the movie in real time because you have a third of a movie where we're figuring out the rules of the world and the technology you got a third of the movie in the world aka las vegas and then we're going to hollywood california and this is where shit gets 
fucking wild. I can't Before... believe I couldn't see the whole thing of this on tipplay.com.au. Before we get into that, though, um, would you might, could you, like, have a guess at what happens in the concluding third act? Okay. I got, like, to the beginning and then it cut and I was like, oh, that must have been, like, a weird, like, additional file. So I saw the Halloween bit. And that mm. she makes her hot friend wear the necklace and that she wants to be her hot friend. Well, yeah. tell us about so, that. What's the, what's the Halloween bit? No one uh, has seen this gonna movie. They're going to have a Halloween party and she's going to go in the ultimate costume, which is someone else's body. Um, which is something a serial killer says. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jane Gum and Emmanuel have this in common. Um, so then, yeah, and she made her hot friend whose body she wants to wear wear the necklace. And they're going to a party and there's like three couples there. So I figure it'll be an orgy. And then unfortunately I couldn't see the rest. So what are you going to guess? I think there's going to be a pretty sick mind control orgy happening at this Halloween party. No. That would be better. That would actually be better than what happened. I'm actually trying to remember what happened. I oh, know. No, I just remembered what happened. I can I can tell you what happens, but I also want to, uh, hum, before you finish your guess, I want to introduce a very important part of uh, the setup, which is that on the way to the party the fr- the beautiful friend who's wearing the 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 necklace stops in at a an adult shop like a sex shop and she starts browsing she's a supermodel items. by the way she's Emmanuel's very shy supermodel friend <laughs> yeah and there's a that's how people describe me <laughs> <laughs> we get there's it really you cool- <laughs> Really cool guy working at the sex shop who's wearing a T-shirt that says wrestling is fake. Yeah. I love this guy. <laughs> I love that guy too. But somewhere along the line, one of Emmanuel's friends at the party, a guy called Doug, who Emmanuel is hoping to have sex with, or maybe have sex with through her supermodel friend, he sees her headband and puts it on. And all of a sudden, he's looking at the world through the supermodel's eyes and she's in the sex shop. And he's like, <laughs> we're going to have... A lot of fun. We're gonna have a lot of laughs. We're gonna make a lot of memories. <laughs> and yeah, so she starts rifling through the aisles and like sort of. Well, essentially, she's looking in a mirror and he's looking at her in a mirror through her eyes, and he's him, and he's like, "God damn!" and just starts jerking it. Essentially, yeah. he and grabs then, a bunch of sex toys because he's in a sex shop already, and then goes to the changing room. No, it's it's, be, it's better than that because the guy who's in the wrestling is fake t-shirt says, "Hey, you want to try? You, you want to try and close as a changing room, or whatever?" And it's yeah, so obvious undressing. she's not. Yeah, it's so clear she's not interested in trying on clothes. And she's like, okay, starts grabbing shit, and then gestures for him across the counter to pass her this like unopened. Like dick plug that you put on like a a suction surface so that you can fuck like a mirror or a wall or whatever you want. A huge and he's like, dildo. okay, massive. One of the Big last things I would do in that guy's situation. Like that woman is clearly going to compromise the goods. You say, buy it and leave, lady. It was also anyway. like I thought it was kind of awesome that in the year two thousand and this very mainstream softcore pornography. This is still a guy's brain, and he's in, he's inside of a woman's body. But the the go to for the plot, the first thing he does is grab a dildo to experience <laughs> penetrative sex through a vagina. I was like, okay, cool. It's not to like rip, fondle his breasts, which every other character has done. Well, he does that first. He does that a little <laughs> he bit. Does he does that well. a little bit. And also, actually, <laughs> to his detriment, Tim, he also takes the dildo into the changing room and then. <laughs> yes. 
stuck has her titty fucking herself with the dildo and you're like like titty having sex I've never understood the concept behind this I just don't understand who it's for but to do it as a third party with a dildo, I was like, well, this is beyond the pale, Doug. He was trying to put himself in her shoes and be like, I, you know, when I request this, I wonder what it's like for them. Yeah. I want to. I, I want to feel like hard, sticky, brand new, unwashed latex gripping <laughs> against the middle of my chest. So these rather small tits as well. It's like, <laughs> might as well rub the dildo against a wall. <laughs> <laughs> So there's a mirror in the change room, right? Like, that's what he's watching. Yeah. Yeah, and then puts whipped cream and oil all over, like, the, the boobs. And then the nose. And the whipped cream stays on the tip of her nose for so long. Mm. And I so don't long, understand why. So long that she's able to uh, go back to the clerk who's at the desk and announces while she has derobed, normally I'm a very shy, timid little girl, but I started something in there. And I just have to finish, preferably with a man. Yeah, but that's after that's after the guy gets the because while this is happening, right? The guy Doug, that's the party, right. Yes, is looking in the mirror. Emmanuel comes up behind him, puts a necklace on so she can see what's happening. She starts to get horny as well. Everyone's horny, but she's like, you know what? We shouldn't be here. And he's like, what? I'm just about to come. And she's like, no. Even though she enjoyed it for quite a while before she yeah, was like, yeah. this is unethical. That's the so, moral line. So makes them leave. So then it's just her. And that's when she runs out and she's like, I need to fuck someone right now. <laughs> and then she says and- to the guy, let me put it another way. Are you gay? <laughs> In a real Hall of Fame line of dialogue from this film. <laughs> Turns out wrestling is fake dude is not gay, which is great news for um, shy supermodel. That's so funny. But then uh, then shit, like, from there, shit gets even more out of hand. So they they have sex. They then travel to the hello. I see the labia, by the way. Oh, get into this. No, so, well, no, 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 because I doubt the dick is even out, right? But, um,. Also, but the way the that they has sim- to be out. It's the doing way- the opposite of what Naomi's dog's dick's doing. It's staying <laughs> well in the house. Well, first of all, the um, like the way they simulate sex, it's like very obvious that they're not actually having sex. To me, it's not the illusion. Yeah, there was one scene earlier where one of the I can't. I think it was Emmanuel was fucking, and um, she was basically like she was meant to be riding the dude, but it looked like she was just sitting on his chest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would say this supermodel girl. I think is the best one at faking that. They're actually having sex. I think if I just saw this scene alone, I could convince myself that they were actually having penetrative sex. But there's one shot, and it's um the the wrestling is fake guys on his back, and it's just near the end of that scene, and you can see her vagina, but there is something on slash in it, <laughs> and I I was trying to figure out what it was. It's white and. It's obviously not like the highest definition, but to me, it looked like it was something that was clamping her inner labia shut. Wow. Oh. And I was trying to, I was looking up soft porn equipment. Nothing came up. I was trying to figure out how they <laughs> hey, would. Well, I, I wish you the best of very... luck for your future targeted ads on Google. <laughs> That's really like... cool. Cool thing to do to your algorithm. Obviously, they wouldn't just have their genitals slapping each other. You know, they have something like securing them yeah. that I could see. I feel see like it, it would take you to an arts and crafts store where you'd have a variety of tapes and tacks. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 
<laughs> but it looked plastic. I feel like the safest thing to do in that situation would be just make something that looked like a boat and there was like a mast and you just put the mast in you and secure the thing that was meant to be keeping your bits covered with the vagina itself. What about just tan so you underwear? Have to penetrate yourself. How about this how about this practical arts brain over here designing <laughs> modesty for softcore pornographic Freaking shit. pussy engineering over here, guys, alright? Uh, well they have that for sex scenes in movies. They have like a sort of cup thing that goes over. But obviously in this you can see like a lot more you can see basically everything except inside the labia majora, to use scientific terms, stem brain. You can't be wearing a thong. No. This was on screen for about a third of one second, everything that Naomi is describing. <laughs> yes. Well, I saw it and I was like, what the fuck is that? She's <laughs> no. got hyperfocus for vaginas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I have ADHD. It's not my fault. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know what it was, and I would love for you guys to find out. I feel like, you know, someone, you would have more resources to figure this out. Outside of our jurisdiction. <laughs> I mean, it's, I'm if you a couldn't call find out it, okay, to your yeah, yeah, because I couldn't find anything, and I really want to know what it was. <laughs> What's yeah. this device? I don't think we'll even know. What? I think this is one of those things that existed for 2000s softcore <laughs> pornography, and now we've just. It, some guy was like, "Why don't we use tan-colored underwear instead?" And everyone was like, "Oh yeah, we're over-engineering a solution." <laughs> Are they still making softcore pornography, or does everything? They can't. Exactly what I was cool now. Ask. Would you? What? Hum, would you? Do you think there's a market for it in this day and age? Well, I don't know, guy. What do you think? Would. <laughs> well, I, you know, I actually feel like. It's a pretty good time to welcome a special guest who stops by every episode. If we're going to be asking about the value of softcore pornography, there's only one person who can really address that question. And uh, some people know he's, he's called the Boner Inspector! Boner Inspector! <laughs> but in the instance of our guests, <laughs> Pussy Patrol! Pussy Patrol! Tim, I'll ask you first. Was there a, a murmur for your from your genitalia? Hello, Boner Inspector. It's so nice to see <laughs> Hello, you. Hello, Tim. <laughs> How are you doing? Well, I'm on the lookout for arousal, as always. As, as Desperately usual. hoping that someone's been turned on by one of these films. Yeah. I tell you what, Boner Inspector, of all the Emmanuel films that I have seen, I think this one probably got me the closest to a boner. And I would say there was there was a, a very light stirring, but no like physical. Uh, Pray tell what action. moment. I don't even remember, but there was like to this movie's credit, Boner Inspector. There was actually a lot of sex in it, and I think a softcore pornography, you know, advertises there's going to be some sex in it, but often with these movies, one uh, departs feeling shortchanged. Uh, there's just a very mm. shitty story conducted by. I know. I know the feeling well. Mm. I've spoken to you nigh on twenty-seven times now, yes. and you're telling me you can't even remember the moment that brought you closest to an erection. Yeah, I can't. I can't even remember what characters it involved. But um, the long and short of it is, I did not get a boner. I'm so sorry to report. But pussy patrol, pussy patrol. <laughs> this guy is this was the there a- in bed. Was there a rumbling in your tumbling? <laughs> no one would allow sex to continue if you scream pussy patrol at the bedroom. The other guy does this in public and then someone lets him fuck is so funny. <laughs> um, 
I'll respond first, I guess, Naomi. You ponder your pussy um, for some time. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say no, no stirrings, but I thought a very satisfying story, some interesting cinematography. Mm. Um, that's not the question. Okay, well, <laughs> apologies, voter inspector. Thank you, Naomi. I, I apologize to the court. <laughs> um, and that is the extent of my testimony today. Well, she was. She only watched the first two thirds and on two times speech, so we can't fault her for that. Um, I the extremely slightest stirring in the scene with the supermodel, only because I thought she did a good job of actually making it look like sex. Because even when I've watched porn in the past, if it looks fake to me or the girls like it's like very obviously faking it, I'm just like it does nothing to me. So a lot of this was insane. The way that they just sort of writhe around. It reminds me of like sex scenes from like bad, like the room where it's like, what, what are, they're just rolling around. Like they're not even fucking for a lot of it. They're just, oh, she's moaning and he's like rubbing her shin. That's, that's not, that doesn't Quite. make you moan. That's sex, Naomi. <laughs> what have I been doing? <laughs> well, my, my, my quest for arousal must uh, continue. I'll, I'll, I'll volunteer. Uh, my information to the boner inspector, which is that uh, I didn't, I didn't get a boner, but at the last scene, which we haven't actually really spoken about yet, when everyone at this party was overwhelmed with arousal. Oh, can you conceptually? Just explain why? I was this because was a cool story, Emmanuel though. was she was wearing the headband and the necklace simultaneously. <laughs> I just realised what I said. This was a cool story, but hey, this was actually <laughs> a pretty awesome bit of plot in Emmanuel two thousand intimate encounters. But get a load basic, of this. Basic, Basically, Emmanuel overloads her bo- like her body and the the capacity of this s- sort of sex jewelry, and she's at this party and she's like channeling the arousal of everyone around her. And then she goes, the she looks scared, and she's like, and her friends like, what? And she's like, oh my god, they're all so horny. She's like, reading like everyone's she's worried mind. for them. And in a great cinema cinematic turn, they take the liberty to go in like first person perspective i think it's this bit of the movie and suddenly we're like seeing through her eyes and it's just this terrifying Mm -hmm. we get the inner monologue of everyone including this raver from britain (laughs) who's my god would sell his soul for a fuck that night he's so desperate (laughs) to get laid it's just this array of vagabonds and misfits who are trying to fuck and she hears a little segment of dialogue from all of them as she walks through and she like and then she has to leave the room with doug she's like i need to fuck and they start having sex and they're like oh yeah he's like why don't you just take it off and she's like no because then all their horniness will stay trapped in me yeah which so is I have terrifying it's very scary <laughs> ghosts of horns and but then so like she her and doug go to this room and they start having sex he's like is this helping she's like it's making it worse and then we cut to not we're not just at the party now we're in the world we're in all these different rooms and all these different places and she is like harnessing the sexual energy of every person no no, no or, wait what's happening is because I think this is, again, very good writing. Because she's like, I have to, I have to. And he's like, come. And she's like, download to the, she picks up her little compact. <laughs> download to the, send the data to the doctor. Yeah. But she's not sent, she didn't send the link just to the doctor. It's an open signal. So it's going That's out right. across the world. So she's projecting this horniness over the entire world. And that was the, that was the. Yeah. yeah, and that was the bit where I, I didn't get a boner, but I almost got a boner. Oh, well, <laughs> fuck you then. 
See you later, dude. I feel like <laughs> I feel like asking someone if they got a boner during this movie is like asking someone if they got a boner during Austin Powers. Like it's just all these massive, ludicrous swings. <laughs> I, um, one of my favorite bits of the movie when was when she was like um, logging in as Emmanuel two thousand. I was like, to log in to have sex is so cool. <laughs> in the two thousands, like lo- like going on MSN was so cool. Now being on Facebook Messenger is lame as hell, but logging in in the two thousands, you know. She was basically a hacker. Very cool. Um, it's because it was a special. It was. It's because it was a special occasion. Hold on, guys. Can you shut like- the fuck up for a second? Hum was saying something. <laughs> Tim, we've all interrupted guys so much this podcast. <laughs> White men. No, no, Tim. Uh, Tim is an ally. Please, hum, go ahead. <laughs> Just Tim beating you up and looking back at us for approval. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I just want to say, I think Naomi. I think we're working on a few pictures together, but I think we should pitch a soft porn. I think I'd like to make one. Well, this is very fortuitous because we have someone who is deeply thirsty to hear some pictures for softcore pornography. Let me just get the door and invite him in. George, let me take your hat and coat. How are you? Very well. (laughs) I remain in constant agony as this this undefeatable boner haunts me. (laughs) I'm George Lazenby. Yes, I might just Pride of Australia. I'll just take a and beat. The greatest to it. Ge- oh yes, please. If I can explain to our guests um, uh, who you are and your illustrious credit. So, hum, Naomi, this is George Lazenby, one-time James Bond actor, and mm-hmm. um, he, uh, subsequent to his short-lived, tragically short-lived Bond career, has inherited Quite. a throbbing boner, which he hides up his buttoned-up shirt, sort of where you would follow the track of a tie, but going upwards towards his neck. <laughs> Um, which he has been unable to get relief from, and he <laughs> travels the world seeking pictures for potential pornographic movies um, that he might find one arousing enough to, to, to my bring him to climax. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, whoever would like to go first, if you would like to maybe uh, pitch a potential porno film. If you're comfortable, I understand your writing partners. Could you perhaps work in tandem? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we should. We do our best work together, I would we say. Do. Um, yeah. Um, I'm I thinking. Am so sorry for your condition, George. Yeah, that's really mm. sad. We're, Not we're as sorry as I am. <laughs> well, I'm immediately, I think, sci fi. Yeah, definitely sci fi. Obviously. I think, obviously, from like a more. I think the two. I think the millennium, the turn of the millennium was a lot more hopeful mm-hmm. than. Um, what we see as the possibilities for technology today. So I think we would be looking at a, at a Black Mirror-esque world, a bit of Charlie Brooker, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think, Nom? I'm trying to think of how the technology... Obviously, there's technology. Obviously. Because that is the one thing that has pulled me in. Um, thinking uh, pff, maybe... I, I just would quickly like to say... I know that you're both thinking, but I cannot communicate the agony this erection puts me in constantly. The longer you brainstorm, the more I suffer. I think it'd be nice to see the characters. I think it'd be nice if in this world, this, you know, terrifying near future, Mm. almost all sex is mediated by technology. So I'd like to see our characters, our protagonists kind of break away from that Mm. and like really raw dog it 
in a forbidden fruit. Yes, yes. So maybe we exist in a world where, you know, the cops and all their consent apps that won't work, they've actually, (laughs) when you fuck, it goes into a spreadsheet. They're in New Zealand, Naomi. They haven't heard about the consent app. Well, they well, good on them. That's lovely for you, and you should stay that way. Okay, yeah, so Tim, when you have sex, it. you know there's a chip. It I'm very worried about it. Into a spreadsheet. In a bad place. Um, move on, move on. It logs it into a spreadsheet. There's data on who mm. everyone has fucked. You know, there's mm. there's all that kind of thing, and yep. they find a way to get rid of these chips. Yeah, that's sick. And the condoms as well. The condoms are also like every time you open the condom packet, a uh, signal is sent back to the Durex company. Mm-hmm. So, and our, our heroes are, are trying to have sex off the grid. Yes. <laughs> yeah. What yes, motivates them? Obviously, we would. Obviously, something would motivate them to want to fuck <laughs> off the grid, and it's because they're. Um, huh? I think they're... fond of olden times. <laughs> yeah, I think. They're... <laughs> Nostalgia. It was a lot of Emmanuel two thousand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think they've, they've found some like old school porn. And they're like, what is this? What They're just fucking? Like, the police commissioner doesn't know anything about it? That's crazy. Mm-hmm. And, like, the mm-hmm. hottest fantasy is that you can fuck without the police commissioner knowing. <laughs> well, i got to tell you, ladies. So worried because I can tell that this is based on news stories that are real unfolding that I have no concept of right now in Australia. And it's just made me so fucking worried. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Can There's I a say... lot of um, sexual assault here. Told you not to bring up sexual assault on the podcast. The pitch is interesting, but I, I found it... Uh... Mostly deeply upsetting, so uh, I'm just going to take my meter's long erection and talk to someone else now. Goodbye. Bye, George. I'm so sorry. George, before you go, just one one question, George. Have you, a la Tom Walker, sucked your own dick? (laughs) I've sort of licked around the top. (laughs) And he didn't try more than that? I felt weird. (laughs) Uh, maybe take out the bit about Tom Walker. Is that defaming? Have you guys done that bit on this podcast? <laughs> oh, he sucked his own dick. Everyone knows. Everyone knows. They can't get you for defamation of everyone knows. Tom, I love you. <laughs> I'm sorry. That, would that hold up in a court of law? Um, <laughs> it was my understanding that everyone knows. I don't know I was defaming someone. Um, can I say this, apropos of nothing? The music in this movie absolutely fucking slapped. Oh my god, I had the theme song in my head yes. all freaking day. The watching so me, watching you, oh, watching you, watching me. Yeah, I like what you see, sex. <laughs> that oh, was catchy. That was pretty good. The rip, but that wasn't in the vein of the rest. The rest of it was this like acid house early 2000s like phil collins remixes yeah. and the there was song where she's fucking the piano guy the first time yeah <laughs> there was a, um i think it was when the supermodel is having sex there was a song that played and i like i was like i know this fucking sample and i looked it up and luckily my brain could actually connect it it's to a specific daft punk song that's on random access memories and i was like they're no, using the really? same fucking sample yeah the guy who did the music for this movie is a guy called Marc Suron, uh, and he's a French like disco producer, and he rules. And I don't know why he was working on this project, but 
there's a lot of bangers. Yeah. The money, baby. Yeah, they're crazy <laughs> over there. <laughs> um, I would, was... Is, was there a um, choreographer? Because that is who I'm the biggest fan of. 100%. That jazz sequence didn't happen by itself. That was no. professional. And she was I, obviously I, yeah. like a trained jazz dancer as well. <laughs> My, I would actually, hearing all of this back and thinking about the film, this would be the first time this season I'd say, if you're listening along and you're wanting to watch one of the films, this would be the one. It's so hard to find. I if thought, you can. I, I think the level yeah. might be like, I don't know if I can distribute it. Sorry, hun. No, you, I, it's, Tim, we've mentioned multiple times that it is available legally, I think you'll find. Yeah, oh, tipplay.com.au. <laughs> but if you want to watch the last half... If you want to watch the last half hour, you've got to track it down from Tim. <laughs> I'm writing down this um, URL to see if I can buy it after the podcast so I can just like <laughs> send it, that domain name to this specific episode. Um, I've got to say, this has been a, such an enjoyable reflection and conversation on what was honestly such an enjoyable film. Um Tim, would you like to rank it? I know you like to rank movies. Number one. And not just of Emmanuel, of films. <laughs> <laughs> this is it. I've been um, accused of cinematic blasphemy in the past by calling, I think it was Grown Ups 2. Uh, the, Sex in the, the City 2. You called S- Sex in the City 2 the Citizen Kane of our time. Yes. And <laughs> in retrospect, that was foolhardy. But this movie genuinely has it all. Great music, a lot of sex. Some people can act in it. A convoluted sci-fi. Um, Funny. Really great comedy. It's it's good to go. That's my assessment. Great arc. Would any of you like to to give this movie a score? You can create your own system if you like. Oh. I give it 10, 10 tits out of 10. <laughs> I'll give it the five most sensitive bonus part of, five. of the body. Five, five bonus of ten six. Agonizing human appendages, <laughs> and I would also give it the maximum number out of whatever the number system I created for it was. <laughs> Fuck, now I'm improving, bro. The, part of the reason why Hum and Naomi have graced uh, our little podcast with their presence this at this particular week is because their show has just come out on Netflix, like internationally. Can everyone? Yeah, everywhere except Australia. <laughs> because, because. Because if you're in Australia, you gotta watch it on ABC iView. <laughs> you got you gotta. It's the, the law. The name of the show is why you like this. And uh, I haven't watched it yet because we're recording this before it's come out, so I haven't had a chance to yet. But the trailer fucking rules and I'm very excited to devour <laughs> the entire thing. So <laughs> Thank um, you. Why are you like this is on Netflix. Do yeah, you want to say great. anything? People have to people have really liked it so far, except, you know, some um conservatives and old men who write newspapers. Um <laughs> they don't I do love getting old men to write the newspapers. <laughs> they do not like our gross out humor where we talk about having a period. Um they thought that was a yucky. <laughs> hey, hey, come on, this is a porno podcast, but it's not a gross out podcast. <laughs> <laughs> None of that unnecessary stuff, <laughs> like periods <laughs> and women. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think we've gotten ten out of ten from everyone who has who gets a period. So you know that's, and I'm I speak for all women when I say that. <laughs> that fucking rules. If you're in New Zealand, uh, I I it is my I lived in New Zealand for four years, and every day I regret that I'm not still there on account of um the police commissioner tracking when we fuck here. 
So uh, <laughs> if we could if we could go viral in New Zealand, that would honestly make me the happiest I've ever been. Yeah, well, no better than us. Give us one Zealand? thing. <laughs> We're on a mission we now. Do, you certainly have to watch why you like this. This is um probably our longest episode of the season so far. So you've got your money's worth out of this one, fuckos. We'll catch you on the next exciting episode. Uh, go and watch why you like this. Thank you so much for having Thanks, us. Guys. What a joy. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.